0: Mathilde Billet speaking, I'm a French architect specializing in reuse practices in the urban construction field. During this podcast, I'm going to share with you my experience of residing at the Villa Albertine 2023 in Portland, Oregon. The Donuts Day refers to the donut theory. It deals with urban planning, reuse, not recycling, by sharing life experiences, conversations and personal thoughts. I heard many times during my stay here that regardless how much time you spend in Portland, whether inside or outside, once you return, you will find your friends in the same place and with the same (laughs) depths.
1: It's so funny to run into you here. my name's Evan, Evan Kale, and um, and I I uh, kind I've been I've been running this house since 2015. Actually, before that, I uh, we fully renovated this house and from the from completely gutted, no walls, no heat. I lived in it for maybe. Uh, four or five years before that.
0: This episode is a small divergence so that I may tell you about the 1234 house. This is the place where I resided for two months. And your father just bought the house?
1: He had bought it in 2007. Okay. And then I moved back to Portland. I had been working as a copywriter in Lima, Peru for a year before that and writing about menopause and writing about art. And... Uh, that was a sort of a bizarre year. And... the way that it happened was my friend Tanith, who now lives in the UK. She lived up the street. And she told me... I went to visit her after I got back in town. And she said, Oh, I really want to walk you by this house that I have a fantasy about living in it and it turned out to be this house and I was because I my dad had got it two years before and I had been here maybe once but I didn't really so I was it's was like I he think didn't
0: he didn't live in the house
1: no no they got it they stripped all the walls right away mm-hmm. and then that was in 07 and so then 08 the economic Uh, Crisis. Crisis, downturn.
0: The 2008 financial crisis, also known as the recession, had a significant impact on many cities in the United States. Although Portland experienced some negative effects, such as the real estate sector being severely affected, it fared relatively well due to its economic diversity and stability. Indeed, the city's reputation as a hub of innovation and sustainability attracted investments and created employment opportunities. Furthermore, the focus on local businesses and the presence of a vibrant artistic and cultural scene contributed to its resilience during the recession.
1: Um, I moved in for the first time in two thousand and nine, mm-hmm. and it had no walls or no heat. A couple outlets for electricity, one bathroom we got up and running, and then had people live here and house shows. Always a lot of music around. So
0: we were I- imagine that we are in two thousand nine. You moved in the house.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you start to do some uh, re.
1: No. No. I just covered the walls in sheets. <laughs> in fact, the first room that I stayed in was the room that you stayed in. Lyle. Now called Lyle Room. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: And so then you get the fir- your first roommate.
1: Yeah, and my good dear friend Adam moved in as well. And... Yeah, there's just been so many people. So yeah. so many people. Back then it, I didn't know what I was doing and it just seemed like this opportunity and you know, it was such a big house it made sense that people And, and nobody work.
0: pay rent for rent or something? You just pay your electricity and your
1: I haven't had a job, real job for yes. a while
0: so they paid for they pay, I mean <laughs> yeah they I charged were, a little bit of yeah rent, of course yeah. No, but no problem but it wasn't just a, like a free house uh, right there was
1: pe- because of the gutted because mm-hmm. it was gutted and it looked kind of like a work site or not, I mean it just looked almost like a squat I mm-hmm. think a lot of people got the wrong idea a lot of people thought it was like punk house squatters whatever but it was actually at various times really wholesome really like a household and we would because especially in the winter the fireplace was our only heat. So we would every night pretty much gather around the fire and it was like having a campfire every night, telling stories. <laughs>
0: because they don't.
1: Getting yeah, creating connections, creating bonds.
0: Playing music.
1: Playing music. There in the early day my friend Adam, this other guy Marshall and Aaron we would play a lot of hacky sack in the living room to keep warm. Where we would, we would come up with all these games um, just to stay busy, stay warm. Mm-hmm.
0: This house is both the archetype of the large wooden house in wood with a porch, the basement, the bow window, and at the same time, it is a perfect embodiment of the spirit and history of Portland. It carries the brands of the 2008 financial crisis, testifying to the culture of the work and the know-how of an extremely harmonious and creative recovery. This house gathers together a pool of avant-garde artists Bases us in music with our instruments all over the living room, and blends generations by way of sharing and curiosity. So uh, the music was already a big part of this house in terms of yeah people yeah. that you have here were musicians, mm-hmm. artists.
1: But even back in college, the house I lived in. We would have house shows
0: house just, shows
1: yeah it's just always been something that i really love and it's cool to be able to even after rebuilding and making it a business an official, yeah. official accommodation almost almost like i never know i always just call it a guest house because it's not a bed and breakfast it's not a hotel it's not really a hostel but it's kind of a hybrid of all those things. Yes, it is. And so I just call it a guest house. It's the most neutral. I, My friends, uh, who I used to play music with, we were in a band together. I was up there hanging out like late, having beers with them. We went to this brewery. And I was telling them that I wanted my friend Eddie, who was, he lived here. He lived in Lyle room as well. That's. That's the epicenter, I think, mm-hmm. Lyle Room. Um, but this was before it was Lyle Room, because I didn't know Simon Lyle yet, who made that room uh, as the room artist. But Eddie is a really wonderful artist. I, he's so creative. He's really good. At, like, sometimes there would be a smudge on the wall, and and it would be, like, red and green. And he, and he just, in his mind, thought it looked like a flower, so he he turned the smudge into a flower by paint you know, modifying mm-hmm. it a little bit. I just wanted him to paint one of the rooms. And then quickly, like in that night that I was telling my friends, it kinda hit me like an epiphany and I was like, I can't believe I didn't think of this before. Like every room, every room should be done by a uh, by a creator. It's too hot I was curious. Yeah.
0: Evan Zerfor created a classified ad on Craigslist in which he offers craftsmen to decorate the rooms of his house.
1: Yeah, and I, and I always like to involve as many people, yeah. like create a team. You know, I was, back in those days, I was really, uh, I was really passionate about the idea of like different people working here and like getting to know each other. I remember I got everyone together after I met. So I got like 100 or 120 email responses. So I probably met with like 20 people. And the ideas, like for instance, Simon, I never saw any of his work. He never even showed me an example. And he's from Portland. He grew up down the street from here. Something about him, I could just, I just could tell he had quality. And, and that's sort of the opposite of some people who were like, oh, I'm going to, I'd like to make oh a, a vineyard-themed room, mm-hmm. make, like, furniture out of wine barrels. And I just thought that was kind of boring. I thought it was kind of like, okay, I get it. You know, there was no real dimension to it Mm -hmm. or staying power, I thought. So it was really the the ideas that I was, or the people I was more drawn to were just people I trusted what they would do no matter what what they did. Mm -hmm. I could just, I was really picking the people and not the, like, concept idea. And I feel like my job and my responsibility is to just make it as special of a place as possible. And some of that is making sure it's visually unique. (laughs) I just want to make it's not like Ikea furnished house, that it has really obvious soul to it. There's so much that changes within this place with the people coming through. It it kind of keeps me on my toes, and it really provides that freshness and that newness, and mm. and it's almost like the benefits of travel in that way, that psychological kind of refreshing element um,
0: it's a way comes way, here. Yeah. You
1: know, people people bring that here, and people when they show up, they're excited. I mean, I I remember meeting you, even though you were in Portland already. Yeah. Um, you know, you showed up with definite spark, and I was like boom and then like then I felt that spark Mm -hmm. so this this has been pretty amazing
0: Warm thanks to Evan Kale and the Portland-based music group heard in this episode, Starparks. This podcast is produced by Mathilde Billet, edited by Pierre Roulet, with the support of Ville Albertine.